This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit MyGayAgendaPodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of homophobia in college, financial inaccessibility to transition, and the death of the artist Sophie. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that Cisette people think it is we're doing. Uh, but CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today? Did you know that the moon had a baby? What? We've got the moon baby with us. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to play a game. Uh, So hello, moon baby. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Pretty doing good. good. Just a <laughs> just a casual day in the life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sitting in my apartment, occasionally podcasting. Mm. That's the life. That's the life. It truly is the life. Whether I want it to be or not, it truly is the life. A few, What's yeah, a few options at the moment. So. <laughs> uh. But uh, tell us a little about you, Moon Baby. Hi. So, yeah, my name is the Moon Baby, but my friends just call me Moon Baby, and I truly do hope we can all be friends today. Um, I got started doing drag in, uh, like, late 2011 early 2012 in pittsburgh i'm from pittsburgh and um (laughs) yeah and i did drag and produced parties and made music there until i met my partner zach who um had an artist residency in pittsburgh at the time and he moved to Philadelphia for school. We were long distance for almost two years. So then I moved here because I was sick of taking the Greyhound. So <laughs> so now I'm here. <laughs> that is that is just a good enough as reason as any to move to a place like heck oh, Greyhound now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The Greyhound is an experience. It's an experience. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet earlier that criticized uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Yes, um, but Chug. Yeah, yes. Pete Buttigieg uh, was talking about how he wants to make trains really pop off in the United <laughs> States. And the tweet was like, oh, well, that's the same as like having uh like typewriters pop off in the united (laughs) states and i was like since what like you know trains are still going right yeah they've been around (laughs) and like i don't know that like we're on buses all the time like what what antique uh properties do you think that trains have (laughs) i'm just really i'm just really trying to make trains a thing again (laughs) vintage (laughs) It's, it's coming back around yeah yeah nobody was talking about trains for a while but rupaul said trains rights that one time so Uh and now it's it's part of the culture honey (laughs) 
<laughs> we have trains. <laughs> what a week on Twitter that was. <laughs> oh my gosh. You could say that after any individual week. Oh God. It's true. It's a Wednesday or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is Wednesday, my dudes. Ah! Uh, in my best impersonation of that vine. Uh, <laughs> So lead us on your queer journey, Moon Baby. Sure. Um, I grew up in a very Christian household. Um, I remember saying that I was going to marry a boy, and my siblings said, if you married a boy, the cops would come. Um, oh so God. there was just a general understanding of like being a member of the patriarchy. Right. <laughs> and I... So I didn't really understand myself, I guess, but... Um, I went to church and I was in youth group. And when I wanted to go to art school, my parents, I think, could see that, like, I would probably end up being a liberated queer person if I went to art school. <laughs> so instead, their plan for me was that I go to Grove City College, which the year that I graduated Grove City, it was named the least LGBT friendly campus in America. Ooh, so, oh, cool. so yeah, I was heavily closeted, but like, so obviously do not pass as straight right. or yeah. So it was just kind of this really awful four years of my life. Um, so when I came to Pittsburgh, I kind of, I didn't even tell my parents I was moving to Pittsburgh. I was just like, I'm not coming home. Like, girl, I got to like stake a claim for my life. Right. So I moved to Pittsburgh and I got an artist residency at this place called Waffle Shop, which it was a functioning waffle shop, but also a talk show set. So amazing. it was amazing. <laughs> so I had a weekly or a monthly rather slot and it was called Scheibzeig, which is really horrible German for shit show. But um, <laughs> yeah, like really incorrect German. But I, during my episodes, I kind of just like asked questions that I wasn't allowed to ask growing up. And mm. one of them, like I, I went to my first drag show and I was like, why am I like scared of this? Like what, why is this making me uncomfortable? So for an episode of Scheibzeig, I did drag, and then the rest is history, Mama. I just kept doing it. <laughs> mm. You really took the the Batman approach to drag, like yeah. that's like what you fear. <laughs> yeah, I became the bat. I became the bat. <laughs> Everyone knows that Moon Baby is a bat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's right. It, the Moon to Bat pipeline is so prevalent. Yes, creature of the night. Mm. <laughs> it's it's a really interesting approach and interesting the word interesting is doing a lot of work right now mm -hmm, really hot right now yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting whenever um i mean i don't want to necessarily equate christians and bigots but you know um Got got my religious trauma carried with me too. Yeah, uh, but whenever like yeah. they detect that there's any sort of queerness in a person, it's like their pitch is always, "All right, let's make it worse for them." Exactly. <laughs> let's make uh, our options seem particularly bad, and that'll convince them to join us. Yeah. Well, and that's something I'm even dealing with my family, like still to this day. Um, 
they a lot of them vote for Trump. And mm. so I've every few years it feels like I have to make like state state to them like okay like that is not something I can compromise on like based on my reality there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with my reality so like I need you to change for me to be around you mm -hmm. um and this is happening right now because of the election and my mom finally I it was like teaching like a child something. I was like, okay, so like you're asking me to compromise and I'm asking you to compromise. You're asking me to compromise like what I wake up as. I'm asking mm. you to compromise your colonial ideas. Like, can you compromise your ideas for me? You know, so it's just this constant push and pull where I feel like queer people in Christian households, like we're constantly trying to teach, you know? Mm, mm -hmm. there's there's this false equivalence too that we're fighting against because people equate like queer and trans identity with belief and uh -huh. opinion right so like they're seen as like two equal things like oh well if you're allowed to believe that you're trans then i'm allowed to believe that's wrong and it's right. like <laughs> Those Wild. are not equivalent. One oh. of them is an identity and the other is a, I guess, criticism of that identity, but is not itself an identity. Right, right. So um, you you are a drag artist. You are a, uh, you, you've got a song coming out as well. What, yeah. what inspires your art? Um, I mean, I just love to connect with people. I love asking big questions of the world and I love... Um, specifically in that connection, like just the euphoria of like leaving behind everything. Um, for me, like the thing I miss most right now in quarantine, for example, when Sophie died, the trans producer, like amazing yeah. redefining the genre pop star, um, when she died, so many of us in a normal scenario, we would have been like, all right, where's the party? And if there's not a party, we're making a party because for queer people, we connect through dancing and like pound, literally just like pounding the ground. It's like so ritualistic. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, what I miss so much right now is like on the, on a horrible day, like the day that Sophie died, we all would have been out partying. We would have been, you know, connecting with each other and crying and dancing and like, for me, being able to provide that space as like an event producer or being able to provide that moment singing a song, it's just like, it's so healing and it's it's how I like to connect with people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know I was like playing her music in my apartment uh, yeah. the day that the news dropped and it was like, I mean, it was nice in that her music was incredible um, mm -hmm. and like a very like cathartic listen. But I was just in my apartment while my partner was in the other room playing video games. And that's not the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the same energy isn't there. Right. Yeah. I, it it is it it's tough uh because like i'm producing uh digital shows and you are as well like it, it's you can't really replicate that environment you like, can't you really gotta be doing something else and we weren't like you know drag artists like speaking to my experience specifically like when i started doing drag 
there wasn't a drag mother around talking to me about how to shoot in 4k and caption a video (laughs) yeah like it's not this is not our wheelhouse our wheelhouse is sending our track in five minutes before the show starts (laughs) you know like like this is it's just it's a whole different level of professionalism that i don't think is typical of nightlife you know Mm. yeah well it's a different profession entirely (laughs) yeah exactly it's not even a different level it's just a completely different thing like i uh, jay and i both studied theater in college and like live (laughs) theater (laughs) like i i studied how to be in the same room as somebody uh like presenting art i'm not a fucking film person I don't do film acting by a country mile. I don't know what I'm doing. Here's the thing. It's like even beyond film acting because like, yeah, on theater, uh, with theater um, and with um, any kind of like performance for an audience, you have the audience, you have their energy. um, And that can be so fueling. Um, And even on a film set, yeah, you're acting for a camera, but there are other people there. Yeah. But for like this virtual stuff, like a lot of the time, it's just like you and there's a screen and it's exhausting. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something like during quarantine, especially like watching a show air that I've that I'm part of, I just get like I just get wasted. I get <laughs> high as hell and I get wasted because the reality is like I need that feeling of being at a show and like What's another visceral feeling? I don't know. I guess I'll just get like fucking lit on a bottle of Fernet, which, yeah, why do I chug Fernet? I'm not sure, but I do. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> Listen, the show isn't here to yuck yums, all right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, like, at least at home, I can control my pores, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I always have access to water. Yeah, <laughs> so much water around here. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's something like and like I for like uh, uh, digital shows. Like sometimes I'll like get dressed up as if I was gonna go out, but like yeah. I'm sitting in my fucking office. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm yeah. doing this for nobody at all. And yeah, it feels silly, but it's silly, you know, but whatever. Sometimes you gotta dress up for you, you know. You do. Mm, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Moon Baby, what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to talk about it again? Oh, okay. You know what? Here's what it is. Here's what it is. <laughs> Here's what it is. I never, ever, ever want to show a cishet person a picture of myself in drag. I never want them to hear one of my songs ever again and have them ask me the question, do you get paid to do this? I never want to hear that. I never want to hear that ever again. I am stunning. Of course I get paid to do this. You're listening to the track, honey. Of course it's gorgeous. Of course I get paid to do this. And if I didn't, I, I, uh, excuse me, what, I'm not going to ask you what's in your bank account, sweets. So yeah, please a, leave me alone. What a wild question. And if I live in some shithole apartment in West Philadelphia, by the way, I do. It's none of your business that that's all I can afford, sweetie. I'm happy. Are you happy? Yeah. I, and it's such like an absurd standard that is placed on like not only performers, but queer performers specifically, yes. I feel like. Where it's like, oh, is like, I, I wonder if like people believe that it's just our culture Right. Exclusive, like we're doing some sort of like cultural celebration to like <laughs> yeah. 
spend hours and hours and hours on a look or a number or any combination of the two. Yeah. Like, I'm just practicing my cultural heritage right now. Like, fucking no. Right. <laughs> me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I, as a musician, like, I've done really well for myself. Obviously, I'm not like up there, up there, but I've been booked for gigs that have paid my rent for like multiple months in a row. Hell and yeah. my, you know, I've had people not understand that, like, I'm not lying when I say that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry I don't work at PNC Bank or something, but I'm happy for you. I'm not yucking your yum. The problem is it might not be your yum. I think you might hate your I think you might hate your life, but it's okay. <laughs> people really need artists to have a day job for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. The disrespect. It shows how little value is placed on artists versus the clear demand that there is for us. It's like, am I getting paid for this? Depends. Are you fucking paying me? Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you valued my art and you paid me for it, then congratulations. I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not I'm not on here like shaming anyone who works at a bank, you know, like everyone works and we do the thing that we're good at. But for people to not consider art work is or necessary, like you said, it's just like that's offensive. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have people who are like, oh, like, you, wh- what do you mean you get paid to do theater? Like, it's just theater. The people who do that and then after shows are like, wow, oh, my God, how did you memorize all those lines? It's like, because I work. <laughs> <laughs> because it is work. I literally put hours into my day to memorize text. Yeah, seriously. God, the amount of times, especially in financial situations where someone has asked, asked me my job and I've told them and then I've had to spend like 15 minutes trying to convince them that I I do in fact survive off of it and it is all legitimate. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's silly. It's silly. Yeah. So sis have people take note. Stop Come it. On. <laughs> yeah. Hey, quit it. <laughs> yeah. So Moomoobie, what is on your gay agenda? Um, On my gay agenda is, well, I would just like to say I want my life back. Like I want to be out in the world with other queer people because before COVID, and it still remains true that it is my gay agenda, like I'm all for like what I want most to see is liberation for queer people, mm-hmm. that we can live free happy lives where we can just do what makes us happy and not be questioned as to whether or not that's bad for us or for other people. You know, like I truly want to honor our intention of how we want to live our lives. Like I want to liberate my body and my mind and I want to, I want other people to have that. Like I, right now my obsession has been, um, trans people's GoFundMe's and mm-hmm. I'm just like okay like Icon Ebony Fierce needs 15 grand 15 grand exists in the world and we need to get it now like yeah. this isn't some cosmetic cool thing that they need done want done rather this is like a life changing life affirming life saving thing that they need mm. so I'm just like I'm very once I set my mind to some to something as important, it's all I think about. And all I can think about right now is like the trans people in the world who like truly need 
these life-changing things for themselves. And yeah, so that my gay agenda is that we just are able to liberate our bodies to be what they're supposed to be, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It breaks my heart every time I see a trans person say that they would like to make a particular change to their body um, or like some step in their transition, but they feel like they can't because it won't stop them from getting misgendered or like they'll still be perceived a certain way by cis people. And it's like, I want, and that's a conversation that I had to have and like something that I had to embrace on my path to uh, top surgery as well is like, this will not stop people from calling me a woman. And I truly want that to no longer be like a factor, you know, like I, I want, I want a world where people can pursue themselves and like their happiness without like consideration for like oh what if uh people perceive me a different way because of it or like i'm treated this negative way because of it like mm. just go yeah. let's all go let's go yeah yeah exactly let's let's rob rich people and then we'll uh-huh. go. <laughs> yeah and i have a certain guilt too like i'm non-binary and a few years ago i lived as a trans woman and now that i'm like more understanding of where I'm at. I'm like, okay, well, it's time for me to like start exploring what a transition would be. And so like when I think it's this Wednesday, I'm getting my lip fillers and I'm so uh, by the time this by the time this episode airs, my lips will be up to my forehead, honey. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but like but there's like a certain amount of guilt for me where I'm like it feels like I'm not entirely sure what I need, but I know that's like a small step. And I'm like, we're in a panna cotta pancetta right now, uh, panorama, whatever we're calling this COVID-19 hoax thing, whatever, it's not a hoax. But, <laughs> but you know, we're going through this panna cotta par- run along paragraph and um, I feel guilty taking steps towards a transition because there are so many larger issues happening. But I know that like for my life, it's what I need, like in order to feel like I'm myself, you know? So Mm. I think there's always a guilt kind of as like a white person that there are black trans people who like they're in danger. And so I need to be helping them before I help myself. Yeah. I've, I had a lot of those feelings as well, particularly because like, especially with things like uh, GoFundMe, you see a pattern where it is a lot easier for people who like fit in the mold of white supremacy to raise funds than it is for anybody who is outside of that. Like for me, I, I like, I still fell short of like my goal, but it wasn't very challenging for me to raise the funds I needed. And that is not the case for a lot of trans people I know. So, and like, I don't know, there's no easy answers for it. There really is not. Like continuing to fight for other people and like work toward that liberation for all. Absolutely. Yell about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the system sucks. I'm going to yell at the system. Right. Mm. And I'm also going to cut my tits off. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> I am multidimensional. I can do both. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, but yeah, that is that is an excellent gay agenda item, Moon Baby. I love Thanks. it. We're adding it to the list. <laughs> it wasn't Tight. a competition, but you know, if it was. <laughs> uh, so let's go to the game, shall we? Woo! <laughs> Hello, it's me, Jay, your camp counselor. Uh, and today I have a game. I was very inspired uh, by your name, Moon Baby, and I created a game uh, that I have not decided on a name for. Uh, it is either Satellites of the Stage, Celestial Body Adiades, or Tits in Astronomy. It's one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, can it be all of them? Because that's very, those are all very good. Yeah, I, I love those. I mean, one of those really long titles with a bunch of ors in it, like yes. Dr. Strangelove. Or... Yeah, like a Panic at the Disco song title. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this game is just like a Panic at the Disco song. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so for this game that has a very long title, um, I've collected a bunch of drag names from performers all around the world. Um, and I'm going to give you two at a time. And for each pair, one of them is also the name of a moon out oh, there wow. in space. I love this. So, for example, if I said Luna or Peppermint, it's Luna because that's what we call our moon. There is no Peppermint moon Unfortunately, I not think we yet. should change that. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> um, CJ is not part of the game construction, uh, so they do not know the answers. So if you want to use them as a sounding board or a lifeline, okay. you may. Uh, um, yeah. I always volunteer you for that without checking in with you first. <laughs> I, I cannot think of a single game that you could devise where I would be like, I want out. <laughs> I'm taking off my headphones and walking away. <laughs> all right are we ready for our first pair of names yeah i got this all right divine or celine celine yes correct uh uh celine is one of the names for our moon uh mm -hmm. and it's also um i'm sure there's lots of drag drag performers out there with all of these names i just picked a few off of the right. internet so there's celine slim's example for example in halifax uh divine is divine Come on, yes. uh, but not a moon. <laughs> no explanation needed. She's fine. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I apologize for the upcoming RuPaul's Drag Race of it all. I tried to avoid it when I could. Uh, but our next pair is Ariel or Aquaria. Oh, my gosh. Um, CJ, what do you, I don't know. I mean, I have a suspicion. Aquaria? Yeah, I, I feel like it's Aquaria. Yeah, okay, let's go that's with that. That's my vibe. Oh, it's a, that's a great guess. It is Ariel in this instance. Um, gosh, when you Google Ariel, all, all you get is uh, Ariel Versace. I'm sure there's yes. lots of other... Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ariel is also the fourth largest of the 27 moons of Uranus. Oh. oh. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, Aquaria. Well, Ariel did get a butt augmentation if we're going to talk about Uranus. <laughs> thematic. It's all thematic. <laughs> <laughs> it all ties together in the end. Um, Aquaria, the winner of the 10th season of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, did name herself after the zodiac sign, which is a constellation, but not a moon. Okay. All right. Next we have Capucine or Callisto. Whoa. Capucine. <laughs> Ah, Callisto is the moon in this instance. Um, oh. It's the second largest moon of Jupiter. Callisto okay. Suarez it was also Miss Drag Queen Trivenetto of 2017. 
Capucine, a lovely name that should be a moon, uh, is the name of a South African drag queen and hairdresser whose large collection of photographs became documents of queer life during apartheid. All right. Wow. Turn this into an educational game. No apologies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that that name sounds like an Italian dish that I would really fuck up, but like your thing <laughs> was more important. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling wise, it is very close to cappuccino. Uh, <laughs> that's probably where I'm getting that from. All right. Next names. We have Europa or Polyphila. Europa. Correct. Uh, Europa is, um, oh no, I forgot to write down which one it's, I want to say it's Saturn. Saturn has a lot of them. You could make one up. Weirdly enough. I can't remember which planet Europa belongs to, but I do know that it's like the closest thing to Earth that we suspect could support human life because of oh, a eighth grade science project. You're talking about the planet Chromatica. Oh, yes, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a couple of drag queens I found using the name Europa. Shockingly, all the ones I found do live in Europe. Um, <laughs> Polyphila, however, is an extremely active queen in New Zealand. Neat. New Zealand. <laughs> yes. Flawless. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Now we have uh, Angina or Dion. Dion. Dion, exactly, yes. Dion is a small moon orbiting Saturn. Um, Athena Dion is also a Miami queen, and God, I want her to collaborate with Celine. Oh, wow. Very bad. Um, Angina, of course, on the other hand, is an American drag performer and HIV activist. Neat. I love Angina. Me too. Final three name couples. That was a weird way to say that. All right. <laughs> Final three rounds. There we go. These names are married. <laughs> Bianca or Chloe? Um, Chloe? Uh, no. no. I wish there was a woman called Chloe. <laughs> so bad. Uh, it is Bianca. Uh, Bianca Del Rio is the season six winner of Drag Race. But more importantly, Bianca is an inner satellite of Uranus. Which again feels right. Right. Um, um, uh, Chloe Waldorf is a Berlin-based queen and model. I love Chloe Waldorf. She's so fierce. Oh, so pretty. All right. Um, Toto or Phoebe? Phoebe. Correct. Uh, Phoebe is a, a fairly frequently used name. Uh, uh, but my favorites that popped up on Google were Phoebe Cakes and, this is delightful to say, Phoebe Jeebies. <laughs> that is amazing oh my god i love that uh, phoebe is also an irregular satellite around saturn i don't know what an irregular satellite means i think it's probably rude of wikipedia to say that um <laughs> that was but... just an opinion qualifier <laughs> but miss toto is a drag performer competitive bodybuilder and marine researcher mm -hmm. but not a moon <laughs> no she is Miss Toto is so amazing. I saw her perform at Bushwig. She did a work this pussy like full on gymnastics routine. And I was just like, I will never be that good. Wow. Thank you. That She's sounds amazing. Life changing. Yeah, it was amazing. We love watching an aspirational performance. Like when you yes. watch somebody who's so good that you're like, oh my God, like if I don't be this, I'll die. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm working on my body bodybuilding uh, physique. That's what I've been doing. Mm. No, I'm still a twink. I'm still a twink. <laughs> oh, I need my roommate to open cans for me. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Final round. Okay. Calypso or Shaquita? Calypso. Correct. Neon Calypso is a Boston drag queen and frequent performer in nightgowns. Calypso is also one of Saturn's moons. Shaquita Hall is a Jamaican drag artist, songwriter, playwright, and classically trained opera singer. Uh, I can't love. I can't with all of these these uh folks with like a million amazing jobs that they all excel at. How? Yeah. How do you excel Aren't at you one like thing? Are you like a low-key dinosaur expert? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't you think do teaching dinosaur shows for children. That makes you a dinosaur expert. I don't know if explaining extinction to five-year-olds makes me an expert. I feel like it does. <laughs> Let me tell Listen, you, it's made I me very tactful. I a career educator for doing this fucking show. You should be calling yourself a dinosaur expert. <laughs> I'm only a queer dinosaur expert. I can only tell you about the queer dinosaurs. That counts. All right. That counts as um, a dinosaur expert. They're all queer. It's true. It's true. Actually, I've seen Jurassic Park. They're all queer. Uh, Moon Baby, I think you handily won this game that has a million titles. So, thank you. A round of applause. Thank, thank you, you for thank playing. You, thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much for being on my gay agenda, Moon Baby. Is there anything yes. you'd like to plug? So, um, this past Friday, March 5th, my song Yours Truly came out with a music video um, by Stacey Ant. The song is produced by Troxum and it is off of my debut album called the one you need um the one you need will be out sometime this fall but i have so many so many things that will be coming out before then as part of the project i'm so excited for you all to hear it if you haven't heard my existing music it's all up on my spotify um but the one you need will be my my big project the my my what you would call uh, a debut so listen to yours truly now thank you Amazing. Amazing. And we'll we'll link to that in the uh description for the episode. Awesome. To like your Spotify. So you Perfect. Like, listeners, you don't even have to you don't have to walk too far to get there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But hey, but hey, don't walk, run. True. <laughs> Good point. I literally just followed you on Spotify, so I'm on it. <laughs> um if listeners wanna tweet uh more drag performers that I should watch performances of online, uh, please send names to at underscore glitter goblin underscore on Twitter. I need more. And you can check out my gay agenda on Apple podcasts and Spotify. If you're already there, why not give us a rating? We love to see them. Um, you can also check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter at gay agenda cast. That is a really good way to know once we've released a new episode. Um, you can also, if you like hearing us and you want to hear us do other stuff and see us do other stuff, uh, that isn't this show, you can check us out on Patreon, much like Rachel, go to the moon Higgins, uh, Quentin <laughs> J. Alexander, Jim Nolan, and Tiny Sneal. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Do something today that scares you. Not like bad scary, you know, like the healthy challenge. But become the bat is what I'm saying. Become the bat. Become the bat. And that